figured I'd do a little introduction before the episode today. Yes, yeah, so, um, I am trying to formu- formulate an argument here, and one that I feel is, um, fairly accurate, is also based upon my opinion, and my opinion alone, is, um, I am not a medical professional, uh, do not take this as advice from a doctor whatsoever, and also, too, that I do personally believe a lot more than I am saying. Um, I, at some points in this episode, may even mock something that I personally believe. But um, <laughs> let's just say um, I have no idea what these uh, xenobots are. <laughs> Anyways, because um, I, I knock it in the episode. But uh, yeah, so I'm trying to formulate an argument here. And I'm trying to reach the largest audience possible, for as limited of an audience as I already have, to try to at least um, touch upon extremely touchy subjects that I feel need to be repeated on a regular basis now, because I, I can't stand idly by if I am seeing things occur that I had hunches on. So, yeah, uh, further ado, here we go. He wanted to arm with your head There! Who's the fucking nihilist around here, you bunch of fucking crybabies? Don't take me, bro! Welcome to Post Pan Emerge. A new era. A new era. I need entitled Snowbird That land over there is yours. Because your cause is right, God is on your side. How's it going? Another Post Void Post. Today is December 17th, 2021. And I am on a new recording device, so hopefully the audio is even smoother than it used to be. So, uh, yeah, speaking of which, a new recording device, I mean uh, a new phone. But, um, hey, as they say, buying a new phone should be pretty much like the same as buying a new laptop nowadays, because you don't really need a laptop unless you need it for work. You know, at least that's my, hey, it's a big investment, you know. So, uh, I, I think I... Got a, a little mini laptop that's still pretty nice. And um, also, it's funny because I've been trying to chase down my old my old phone number, which hopefully I'll be getting tomorrow. But because of which, I can't access any social media because, you know, um, social media now, it's like, oh, you're signing on to a new device. We're going to text your phone and let you know. I'm like, but it is my phone. And it... <laughs> so I'm locked out of social media, which is funny. It's like, like, I didn't realize how much I think about it when I wake up and stuff. Like, it, it's messed up. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I did take a little bit of a break from it, you know. And when I go back on, I'm probably, I am going to make a mental note to not be as um, hawkish on it. And I wasn't even, you know. It's just like, you know, everyone uses social media pretty much nowadays unless you got kicked off of it. So, <laughs> and it's funny because I know, I know more people that got kicked off of it for being too lefty than 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 people that got kicked off of it for like trumping and stuff i'm not kidding like i know a lot of people that like or hey uh, you know what um what's it um uh some some saying about a hand in the basket or something like that 
Um, <laughs> anywho, or a pot meets kettle. There we go. Yeah, pot meet kettle. All right. So, wanted to kind of make it a little fun for a quick second here, because I am going to be a little touchy with this episode. This is something that I regularly, regularly try to not make an episode about. And I'm pretty sure you can probably assume what it's going to be. Because, you know, I'm already tiptoeing around it. And I don't want this podcast series to die. Anyways, um... <laughs> yeah, a lot of talk about people collapsing on um, on playing fields. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing about it on news. Like, regular news. It's kind of, um... You know, like, it, it's really hard for me to sparse what is going what really is going on here into what level because or like whoa like it certain things are being omitted certain things aren't all right i'm being very vague here um so it's it's happened sooner than i thought there seems to be complications from the mrna treatments that were heavily pushed in 2021 i do know that I was on the record for saying that something like this was very likely and that if in that by taking an mRNA treatment that was forced through something called Operation Warp Speed <laughs> um, tells me that it's not going to have too much effic eff efficacy there. You know, it's not going to be um, tested. It's not going to be Pretty much, it's not going to be safe. And, you know, um, and it's coming from a man who created AZT. Um, it, that's known to have killed so many people with AIDS. It was a treatment that essentially saved nobody's life. Um, the only people that were treated with ATZ that lived were probably ones that were going to live anyways, or also were doing numerous different treatments. And the other one, AZT is very similar to like chemotherapy where it was, what it was trying to do is to like kill all the cells in your body. So like the hope was, it was like, Oh, hopefully it kills the AIDS in your body before it kills your heart, your brain, your lungs, your kidney, or your liver, like, your pancreas or whatever. Like, so and and who who is the man that made AZT? It's Dr. Fauci. And it's insane how like it it to me what it seems is that it is absurd to pin all this negligence on say just Dr. Fauci or the CDC head. Cuz of course they're fall guys. Like, you know, but apparently all the legality is actually pointing to them. Like you can actually bring those people to court and try them. And so I'm like, is he set up to be a fall guy in the first place? Which if you go and read the spars report, the spars white papers, uh, it was a, a drill, uh, you know, like, um, like a drill, like, a, an emergency. What's the word I'm looking for? Scenario. Like it is as, um, a think tank scenario that was played out, I believe in 2000 spars was, I think 2019. Cause there's, there's three different types. There's three different ones that all relate to COVID. There was agenda 201 where that one was pretty much boom. This is COVID. And like, it, it was, I think the only difference was the fact that in their scenario, COVID a SARS variant came from Brazil rather than China. Um, in the SPARS one, it's extremely interesting because that one incorporates a failed vaccine, 
where in the in the report slash scenario that was played out by numerous heads of states all across the world um and and also scientists everyone else like you know it's just a major think tank operation here um spars what the, what what that played out what that game planned was if a vaccine failed and like it even went into detail being like oh celebrities would push the vaccine and then like there would start to be complications and this is how we deal out with with fallouts of a complication we need to have some fall guys but we're gonna pin it on them and like then we'll have long-term treatments going out for the treatment so it's a treatment of a treatment of a treatment you know <laughs> uh, and that's called creating a lifelong customer and also one that you don't have to pay retirement because they're going to be fucking dead <laughs> or pay social security because they're going to be fucking dead. You know, remember how like when we were a kid, we were always told, at least when I was like when I was in high school, I was told by like my some of my history teachers like, oh, yeah, you're never going to see social security. It's going to dry up. It's going to be gone. Like social security is going to be gone in 10 years. And, and then I'm me being like, so what does that mean? Like, are we going to have like mass riots or something? Or is it just going to turn into a tax to live like just rando tax for no reason? Like, and, and you know, a couple, two, two specific history teachers I know were kind of like, uh, I don't know, kid. <laughs> like, so maybe it's actually the fact that we're just going to die when we're 65 from fucking like our hearts are just going to give out. We're just going to accept the fact that we're like, oh yeah, human lifespan 65. Now our hearts can only live to be about 65, you know? Oh yeah. It's been that way for a while. Uh, I can't remember like, you know, it's been about three generations now. So we're just used to living to being 65. And then we're like, oh, go look, look back in history. Everyone only lived to be 65. What are you talking about? These 80 year olds in the nineties? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's starting to look real dark and you know also too one real real concerning thing is that why the hell would i want to believe this if this was something that like like there's i have no incentive to think that this is like for me to believe this like it's because it's this is the evidence that it's been given to me like it's not a good thing to think it's not it does not in any way help my life or anyone's life them believing that this is the case but it is you know, so, or at least it seems to be, I will, I'm not going to say it is, I'm going to say the evidence presented around me on a consistent basis proves to me that this vaccine is more dangerous than COVID itself. I will, uh, that the, I'm, I'm saying that right now. And, and I'm, I'm not saying it's going to kill everyone. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not certainly not saying it has like fucking nanobots or whatever in it. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that the danger of taking it if there's a two percent chance that this vaccine creates of creates heart issues like um uh mito mito sorry i'm not a doctor but if this if this vaccine in at least in a two percent chance creates some sort of heart disease or blood disease then that's lifelong then that's certainly more dangerous than contracting COVID, which has only a 0.5% death. And, and then, then the thing is, it doesn't even stop COVID. It doesn't even stop COVID. People are still being hospitalized that are vaccinated. And also going into this, nobody would have signed up for it if they knew this was going to be a six-month vaccine regimen for the rest of their lives. Well, what the hell is that going to do to your body? 
you're just constantly injecting this spike protein into your body, an artificial spike protein, or artificially sending mRNA into your body to tell it to make spike protein every six months, like that. What? That does not. That does not seem like a world we want to live in. Like, and that doesn't seem safe at all. It's like, shit. I, I like, let alone what's inside that vaccine. You're taking a shot every six months. I mean, you ask people that take shots like that on a regular basis, and they'll be like, yeah, I wish I didn't have to do this because I'm also worried about, like, air being in, like, the syringe and shit. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of fucking things, like, track marks. Like, you know, like, and then, yeah, eventually this is probably going to be an oral or something, but still it doesn't doesn't make any difference. I ask, certainly there's a lot of oral drugs out there that can really fuck you up. <laughs> like fentanyl, actually, you know. I, mean, I literally just thought of the most extreme and just decided to say it. But um, anyways, um, all right. I'm going to uh, concise myself here and get some real solid sources because it's um, pretty concerning. The real reason why I was kind of spurred to make this episode was because I searched... Mito, um, mitocarditis. It's mito, mito, myocarditis. Myocarditis. I searched mitocarditis. Mitocarditis. God damn. <laughs> I can't say it five times fast. Um, I searched myocarditis. I still said it wrong. And vaccine in Google News. And I'm getting a ton of articles popping up from like two days ago, one day ago, 12 hours ago, five hours ago, seven hours ago. It and they're all it's like Rutgers, Yahoo News, CTV News, like Express, like they're all a uh, new science, like they're all seem to be kind of trying to do a damage control because they're worded like higher risk of heart complications from COVID 19 than vaccines, study says. Like, all right, so they're saying higher risk of heart complications from COVID 19 than vaccines. So it's like, wait, 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 stop. Don't compare the two. What the fuck did you just say <laughs> about the vaccines? <laughs> so wait, you're, you're telling me that taking the vaccine is just a little less severe than getting COVID and having a heart issue. But then again, like you would have the heart issue with COVID with the vaccine. You could have the heart issue for your entire life. <sighs> How COVID vaccines sometimes impact the heart, latest study says. Ooh, that one seems interesting. Um, eight heart inflammation cases among young kids who got COVID-19 shot, US, uh, US CDC, Yahoo News. Um, same headline, but sent from Rutgers. I wonder if Rutgers owns Yahoo News. Hmm. Um, Express modern va um, Moderna vaccine. The complication seems particularly after the second dose seems the complication seen particular uh, the complication seen particularly after second dose and it's a picture of a man clutching his freaking chest <laughs> what the fuck is going on oh boy I like this is this is gross this is bad and you know I like like I said before this is not something I I'm not doing a victory lap here at all this is horrifying and i've always said this i'm like i hope i am wrong and like but um, uh, it's um yeah how do we not expect the pharmaceutical company to try to create lifelong customers 
because they're going to try to give you a solution and the other solutions going to give you more side effects and more side effects. And they're craving. It's a craving industry. It's like it needs to be dismantled, completely dismantled. It's one, it's one of the one industries that should not be for profit. <laughs> like I think like it need, I'm not really like a socialist that much really anymore, but I will say that like, I think there should be some sort of like nonprofit entity that operates freaking medicine and health. It's ridiculous. And, but like, I don't know. I'm not trying to put a, trying to think of some solution here. Cause this is just horrible. Like we have to stop big pharmaceuticals. They've, done this run so many times before what about the freaking opioid academic it's like with the opioid academic that's why i didn't trust them at day one with freaking covid i'm like because any solution they're going to give us is going to be the same as opium as, as freaking oxycontin like you know it's like come on like yeah that was seen as a miracle drug too how many people died from that like it literally destroyed i I know so many people that died from sniffable heroin after the fact that they were taking off, like taking oxycodone and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, and and that was, and now they're like, oh, we didn't know what we're doing. We didn't know what we were doing. We're not going to prescribe that anymore. We promise. Like, it's like fuck you, motherfucker. You were the one that made this, and you knew it was highly addictive. Fuck you. Like, and like. <laughs> Oh my god, like, they are murderers. It's just like, uh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's calling. It's like fucking calling. Um, yeah, but I know I'm making a little bit of a jump there with the opioid epidemic because everyone knows about the Shackler family. But there seems to be some iffy business popping up in the news now when it comes to the COVID vaccine and why there are children, athletes, especially soccer players apparently dropping dead like having straight up heart attacks boom dead in three minutes like on the field and it's on a it's happening on a basis almost where it's like like football players getting hit no, i don't want to say football players getting head head injuries because that is actually pretty common but like it's happening like that like it's like we didn't have these kids dropping dropping like from heart issues on soccer fields where there were perfectly healthy athletes before it happened, but it was super rare. Like, and now it's like kind of a thing. And there's all these articles being like, this is how kids can have heart attacks. It's like, but why are you making the article? Like I've never seen an article like that before in my life. Why do you think that you need to tell me why kids don't have heart attacks? Why kids have heart attacks now? Is it because you're doing some sort of damage control? Cause that's certainly what it seems like. <sighs> well, all right. I'm going to simmer down a little bit here. Maybe pull up some sources onto a part two. Yeah, all righty. <laughs>
So, I uh, decided to do a Google search for soccer myocarditis. Just simply soccer myocarditis. And it's really funny because every single headline says fact check. And it's like, fact check. And it's like, dude. Did they, did soccer players, and it's doing, it's certainly doing damage control on the freaking Joe Rogan episode. I know it is. It's wicked funny. Cause, hmm. It's, it's very particular that you can write an article about something and fact check it and boom. Here's the story. We're doing this story. We're running with it. And it's because of the fact that it's like, okay. Now you're looking at, now you're going to go into every single one of these players that happen to pass out or die and go into the fact that, oh, they had, um, they had underlying symptoms. Oh, they had underlying symptoms. It certainly wasn't the vaccine. They had underlying symptoms. But if it was COVID, if they were COVID positive, they'd be like, oh, well, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, so it's funny, this little double standard that's going on here. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, this the the one underlying thing that has to be remembered is the fact that mm, uh, most of our media. I'm not going to decide to try to make a number here because I want to be accurate. But I, when I was in school for communications, I have a communications major. Um, it was. 75 percent to you because you know it's hard to say and there's like 75 to 80 percent back then in the time it was like 2010 um so yeah now it's probably more like 90 percent of the major media is controlled by five major corporations probably actually i believe it's four now because it's one of them merged with the other it was like telecom or disney or something like that um because it's viacom disney telecom um telemundo is like the honorable mention and then um turner and fox news corp um and then there's a there's and see this was before social media was being considered into all of this where obviously twitter and Facebook would have to be considered into that now. But, um... Because nobody's watching cable cable TV. But... Those were the major media conglomerates. And they still exist today. And all, all of them have to obey their quote-unquote sponsors. And there's a reason why they call them sponsors. Rather than advertisers. Because the thing is... Is that a lot of the time... People want a stake in the media company itself rather than being like oh i want to pay here's fucking two million dollars i want a super bowl ad <laughs> like no most companies don't do that most companies the reason why they have advertisements is to just put their name out there to make it a household name and like like the commercial doesn't matter they just need to say the name so you say the name at one point Shit, like that's all that matters because the thing is that they want the sponsorship for the media company itself. They want to be able to control what the what that company puts out for news and what doesn't. 
what, what, certainly more so what they don't put out for news. Like, you know, because there's only so much space to put things out. You only got so much time in the day to have a journalist focus on a story. So, you know, <laughs> editors listen to who's above them and, you know, they get story prerogatives. And, and you know, the prerogatives are usually set upon the stakeholders oh surprise surprise just like a fucking college because <laughs> colleges have board of trustees you know like so yeah it's <laughs> it's all fucked up really it's a plutocracy yeah a plutocracy we we already live in a plutocracy it in which is masqueraded as a democracy or or a republic or something, but it's not. It's just a plutocracy. It's simply a plutocracy. It's a laughing joke now. So <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> it's like the whole meme with like late stage capitalism. It was like, oh, we're living late stage capitalism, and then like some people are kind of like, hey, be careful, because like, if you keep talking about that enough, like maybe the rich people will start hearing that and they'll be like, oh, really? Oh, you think so? Oh, okay, then. I guess we can just take our masks off now. <laughs> and we'll still eat their shit. Yep, we will literally let them... We will drop our jaws as low as we can to take the most massive freaking log in our mouths from anyone that we... Oh, hold as uh, endearing in some sort of way that has a following on fucking Instagram more than 10,000 people. Uh, yeah, um... Well... <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I'm not talking about the vaccine right now. <laughs> so we're... Uh, on to part three. Oh, and a fun fact, too, that I caught through the, va uh, through the grapevine is the fact that apparently a fetish in Saudi Arabia, apparently a Saudi Arabian fetish, is that, um, actually I heard this on Tinfoil Hat, and they said Lindsay Lohan, and I'm pretty sure they're wrong on that. I, but they are correct if they said Hillary Duff. I'm almost positive that Hillary Duff, is, it might have been Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff, I don't know. But, um, uh, remember, like, Hillary Duff was in, I believe, a movie called War, Inc., where, like, she dealt, like, weapons and stuff, that was kind of like that, she was actually doing that shit in real life, I'm no lie, like, she was, like, going out to Saudi Arabia, and apparently in Saudi Arabia, like, the men that are super rich, like, princes, like, to poop on women's celebrities' chests, which I'm like, that's kind of boss, I'm like, if I was, like, if I had that much money, I would, it's, like, basically, like, shitting on your culture, you know, but you're also, it's, like, Kind of trash culture too. So kind of like, oh hey, really? Hillary Duff got shit on by a Saudi Arabian prince. That's a cool rumor. Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not like you know, it's not a bad rumor. That's kind of fun. I can laugh. I can honestly laugh at that. You know. All right, on to the next part. Philip, always a pleasure. Though I am surprised to see you with all you have on your plate. You're damn well I'm marooned here. Well then a little bit 
of good news on an otherwise trying day. My government did finally get around to signing that accord. Ecoin is poised to become the world standard. After your latest outburst, nothing could save my company. My actions were never meant to harm Ecorp. On the contrary, good old-fashioned American sympathy will go a long way in boosting an already surging Ecoin. Ecorp is the very definition of too big to fail. Trust me, we'll survive. But I won't. Is that what all this has been, then? No. When you surprised me with 5-9, I understood your move. A false flag operation, a temporary global crisis to help me pressure the administration into giving you your damn combo. All went according to plan. Which leaves me struggling to find the upside to this. Why come after me? Follow every order that I give you, including hiring your own replacement. Fuck you! In the interim, uh, I trust that there will be no interference with my plan being relocated to the Congo. <laughs> this is funny. That's 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 all this is. This is this is uh, this is a joke with a bad punchline. You will also be called upon to handle all logistical issues of proper access for my staff, shipment of all materials. No. Give me the real reason, motherfucker! Coming at me now. What in God's name do you hope to gain? The opportunity to teach a lesson. Listen, you sadistic fuck! You got your UN vote, you got your plan, you got everything you wanted! Get off that easy. Not until you explain it to me. You had to destroy so much. Why? Because I had to ask you twice. 
Well, so it seems as of uh, about 20 to 30 minutes ago, I guess um, the Biden administration has finally passed the um, that OSHA mandate where large businesses need to, um, I believe it's above 150 employers, need to vaccinate their employees. Now, this was announced several months ago, but was actually shot down, and um, it did it didn't pass through the it didn't pa um, pass through the courts. So it was more of a recommendation than a mandate. I guess the um, court of appeals has um, okayed it. So yeah, that's apparently going through. Right now, I'm um, looking on the New York Post. I know, great, great publication, right? <laughs> I just happen to pick any. They're all doing it. Um, appeals court reinstates Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for large employers. A federal appeal court on Friday reinstated um, President Biden's mandate requiring all large private employers to ensure their staff is either vaccinated or tested weekly for COVID-19. The ruling issued by the Cincinnati-based 6th U.S. Court, uh, Circuit Court of Appeals reversed a stay issued by another court that had blocked the requirements nationwide. The panel, divided in a two-to-one decision, said legal challenges to the mandate would most likely fail. Ten Republican-led states have sued the government over the order. I like how they... 10 Republican-led states, do they really need to say they're Republican-led states, which is expected to be appealed to the Supreme Court for an emergency ruling. So it, it seems like um, an appeals court okayed it, but then there's still other states suing. The mandate issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration in September, OSHA, um, states that employers must make sure all workers have had COVID-19 shots or undergoing weekly testing by January 4th. Those that fail to comply face a $14,000 fine per infraction, which means per employee. Jeez, $14,000 per in an employee? What? How is that? Whoa. Jesus Christ. Like... That basically makes you an obsolete employee if they have to pay for $14,000 per person. Roughly 84 million workers will be affected nationwide. 84 million workers. The population of the United States is about, I think, 300, 350 million. Doing the math, that means about one out of five, one out of four people are going to be affected by this nationwide. Maybe myself. Um... The 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans paused the administration's mandate in November, saying it had grave statutory and constitutional concerns about the order requiring businesses to ensure their staffs are vaccinated against COVID or are tested weekly. The White House has asked federal appeals court to overturn the ruling, citing the grievous harms the virus can cause to the public. End of, end of story. Whew. Well, that's breaking. And, um... Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll be back. I just wanted to read that off right now because that's um, going to be a talking point most certainly in the next week. <laughs> it's going to be a talk. January 4th as the deadline. Huh. How, that seems, uh, it seems like I remember a date very similar to that about a year ago that incited mass riot. Well, some people call it protesting. Some people call it rioting. 
huh, January 4th, January 6th, hmm, what's with them trying, like, what's with putting the pressure down in the middle of January? Come on, can't we have, like, a good new year? Jesus. All right, on to the next.
Um, a very interesting point that was brought up to me after mentioning that said article, or at least um, the news of OSHA finally being able to employ these mandates. This in passing, um, someone I know happened to say, oh, well, uh, they got to pay off that stimulus plan somehow. <laughs> um... Because the $14,000 infraction seemed a little high, you know? <laughs> and um, now it, it says per infraction. At first I was thinking, oh, that's per employee. No, that could possibly mean per employee per week. Because they're supposed to be testing them weekly. So it would be numerous infractions upon employee employees that don't do that. <laughs> so it would be... $14,000 the first week, and then, what, 14, uh, why am I blanking on math, 28, $28,000 the second week, and then, like, uh, 14, 28, 42, yeah, like, $42,000 for three weeks, is is that how this is going to play out, is this, is, is this how they're getting the money to pay back the stimulus plan to avoid inflation, because I was saying this the entire time. I'm like, they're burr, burr, you know, like, oh, remember that whole thing where like, oh, we're printing trillions and trillions of dollars for some reason. Oh, paper machine goes burr, like that meme. Like, and, and the entire time last year, I'm like, who the fuck's going to pay for this? Is it going to be the essential workers through their taxes? Because I'm like, how the how the hell can you expect somebody that was been on, on unemployment for a solid year? How can you expect somebody on unemployment to pay their taxes? You can't. So I'm like, who's going to be paying for this? It's going to be the essential workers. Yeah, the same people that they were they were giving crocodile tears and ghost jerking offs to. They're like, oh, oh, um, I'm going to pray. We're, we're going to do a silent vigil for all the essential workers that have to go to work while we can stay home. Like, remember that stuff? Like in like New York City specifically, like they were doing this thing where like people at like seven o'clock in the morning or something were like going out and like, praising the essential workers but at the same time it was all crocodile tears because these people made hundreds of thousands of dollars from home you know like uh yeah the whole essential worker business is uh very it's 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 insulting it's rather insulting and 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 even right like at the get-go i'm kind of like oh well they're recognizing blue collar workers but this is straight up crocodile tears and i know that like they still think we're lesser <sighs> and this kind of goes to show it you know like it's just it's it's shaming it's shaming and and i've and many of the people that i know that i work with 
are very well aware of like how to navigate COVID now. Like a lot of the people that are pushing these mandates are people that do not work in these occupations, in closed quarters occupations. You know, I, I don't bash anyone that I work with wearing a mask because also too, sometimes I wear a mask now. You know why? Because I work around dust. <laughs> like, so there's actual practical reasons now to use a mask in like my workplace location for more of the fact that I don't want to be inhaling um, dust and cardboard, you know, and rubber. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, the, the nuances are lost on any of the people really pushing through any lawmaking at this point in time now. It, we're all so detached in like it, I don't know. I mean, I even think back to like the fact that I'm like, well, I remember five, six years ago, there would be like a popular TV show and everyone could talk about it. I mean, I think like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones were like the last ones that were like that. And like both of them are Breaking Bad was all right, but like still like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't need to get into that. That shit sucked. Like I've never liked Game of Thrones. I'm like, what is this? Lord of the Rings part two with dicks? In <laughs> uh, uh, that, um, arguably, I think, kind of like hmm, sociopath society a bit, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Like um, Game of Thrones, the whole premise was like clans fighting each other in the, in the, whole, pre in the whole thesis behind the show was that it's like, oh, it's a never-ending battle. And then they even ended it. People say people say the sh ending to Game of Thrones was shitty. I kind of liked it because I was like, oh, yeah, like this whole thing fucking sucked. So, yeah, good. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> and which, uh, spoiler alert, that's actually what happens. So um, <laughs> I liked the ending to Game of Thrones because I fucking hated the series. <laughs> I thought the ending was the best part. <laughs> I thought the ending was the most realistic out of all of it. Because it was like the ending of Game of Thrones is very similar to like um, Margaret Thatcher of Britain, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, like, you know, like the the lady on the on the dragon just burning everything she sees out of spite. <laughs> Fuck the Bank of England. Fuck the City of London Corporation. And fuck Washington, D.C. And fuck the Vatican. Um, <laughs> alrighty, on to the next part. So, to finish off this episode, I decided to go back and bring up something that I brought up at the beginning of the episode, which would be the Spars event, or, or the Spars um, scenario. It's spelled S-P-A-R-S. Now, I figured I would start this off with a little bit of a um, fact check, where, of course, of course, the fact checking on this is 
It's funny because you can't really find an accurate fact check on it, but you can find some the when you Google search it, it brings you to Quora, where you know Quora, it's the site that um, it's like kind of a cross between LinkedIn and Reddit, where it's like you, you ask a question and then a professional will fill in the question and whichever professional gets the most upvotes is usually the first answer. It's an interesting website. I wouldn't necessarily call it reliable because I think there's a lot of um, rhetoric and um, conjecture. But then again, that's kind of what I think reality is anyways. So check this out, though. Question. The Spars Pandemic 2025 to 2028, commissioned by John Hopkins and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2017, said vaccine injuries would start appearing one year after the vaccine started. Is this what we have to look forward to? Question. Answer. By Mason Kelsey. That's a funny name. Uh, from Orlando, Florida. Uh, it doesn't say his occupation. I assume possibly a doctor. Um, and also... Only, this is as oddly low views, only 259 views. Anyways, your question is basically an attempt to associate an unrelated issue. Hopefully, you will realize that in 2017, there was no pandemic, and that any study commissioned for 2025 to 2028 had to be just conjectures and speculation, or at best, what we do need to do to um, head off future pandemics both direction, control, vaccine development, and administration. Any issues with injuries is more conspiracy theory mentality. And that has five upvotes. I'm going to downvote that. Oh, I can't because I got to log in. <laughs> and I started off the episode saying, oh, I can't fucking log into my social media. Uh, so, um, because of the fact that I have a new phone. Um, so, yeah, that seems like a lot of backpedaling. I'm going to rip apart this right now. So hopefully you will realize that in 2017, there was no pandemic and that any study commissioned for 2025 to 2028 had to just be conjectures or speculation. Nope. It could also be freaking um, mobilization. It could also be, it, uh, no, it's not speculation. Speculation's the exact opposite of what a scenario does. The whole thing is you go in with a question. It's treated just like a scientific experiment. You go in with a hypothesis and you want to come out with a conclusion. So that's not speculation. You wouldn't call a conclusion in a scientific experiment speculation. You would call it the opposite. You would call that concise evidence. You would, you, you would follow in lockstep with whatever all of the consensus of that think tank came to come with, you know, it's, um, hive mind mentality. It, and that, that's, and people use that in a negative term. That's just how the world is. That's how, that's how we think. Um, that's how we create reality. It's reality is if, if I believe something exists and I point to it and you say, oh yeah, that also exists. We are creating reality. If I say something exists and then three other people say it doesn't exist, then I'm crazy. Just by definition, like that's it, I could what I could be seeing is actually concrete. But you know, it it just by definition that's reality. Reality is subjective, not objective. And when there's a lot of scientific backing when it comes to that as well too. Um, specifically, I keep bringing this up: the double slit experiment. I don't care. I don't care how many times I bring that up because it's there's no way to explain it. There, there's absolutely no way to explain that, and it's been recreated time and time again and it actually explains other scientific like 
it, it, it's it answers pro it answers a lot of questions but at the same time it itself is a question yeah like of why a scientific experiment changes its results determining upon the observer that doesn't make any sense it doesn't follow physics what's it's the exact opposite it's doing the opposite things of physics we don't know why it's doing it but it's doing that so yeah Woo. um yeah now i just don't even feel like reading this core freaking thing anymore all right um on to spars yeah i'm sorry <laughs> talking about quantum physics always throws me off for a loop uh all right uh one moment here what is it what what is it about humanity that, 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 that wants to go to all the details and stuff and listen, you know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking to me, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything, and I'd say that to his face, nothing, thing. and I'd say that to his face, nothing, thing. and I'd say that to his face, nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine, and that he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people, and they don't know anything about what's going on in the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go, they change them when they want to, and they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. You can't expect the sheep to really respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there is a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the, the ability to judge who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem. That's a main problem, actually, with scientists. They essentially because the science is being judged by people. Funding is being done by people who don't understand it. And who we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to, you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it because he's been asked. And I've had a lot of people President of the University of South Carolina asked Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But Fauci didn't want to do it. You know what? I feel like I'm probably going to uh, wrap up this episode. I'm going to do probably, if I feel like doing one on spars, I will do one on spars. You know, um, I think that that scenario is very interesting because of the fact that within the scenario, it played out a failed vaccine rollout where the thing like it, it see the core question that I posed that I, I presented there didn't go into any details of what spars really was. And it, it was just a very unique, very strange scenario that played out. You, if on one end you could argue, oh well, that's defensive, like that they needed to happen, it was going to happen anyways. You know, like if anything, if the government wasn't doing a thing like that, then that would be negligence, right? Like you could argue, oh well, we have so much facility, we have so much money that we're pumping into the government. Of course, they should be doing plans 
to prevent and game plans to prevent against not only vaccines, but um, a poor vaccine rollout where that's what SPARS is. Uh, in 2017, I, I said 2019 at the beginning of the episode, I corrected, it's 2017, it wasn't that far off, and it was John Hopkins that put it on, so, uh, is John Hopkins Ivy League? I I want to say they are, I believe John, Hawk, John Hopkins is, well, there's Ivy League, and then there's also something in the uh, same, it's also seven schools, I believe, and it's medical, and there's like, and Harvard is in both because there's Harvard Medical, and it's like John Hopkins and um, Johnson and Wales, I think, and um, I keep thinking they're medical schools, like big medical schools. None of the state schools are all private, like it's, and they're all in like the New England area too. Yeah, like New England and New York in Pennsylvania. Maybe there would be a couple of men's like there's I swear to God, there's like a medical Ivy League. I'm going to, you know what? Stick with me here. <laughs> I think I got the ending to this episode. OK, um, now I am posing this just simply for the fact that I believe that these schools hold extreme influence over our society. Now, whether you can say that's good or bad is your own decision to make. So, here we go. Wikipedia. List of Ivy League medical schools. This list of Ivy League medical schools outlines the seven universities of the Ivy League. I was right, seven. The seven uh, universities of the Ivy League that host a medical school. <coughs> Excuse me. Not only one Ivy League university, Princeton University, does not have a medical school. That's interesting, huh? Princeton. Uh, there's something weird with that, too. Oh, uh, Princeton University of New Jersey. Uh, uh, yes. Um, and it's like, what's the, oh, what's the religion that it's affiliated with? Hey, I'm blanking. You know, I didn't know. It's, well, it's red and orange and black. Huh, orange and black. You see that a lot in colors of uh, schools and such. It doesn't say a religious affiliation. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I wonder if the Ivy Leagues do do that. I mean, like a lot of schools do do that. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I digress. Going back to list of... Uh, I, sorry, I digressed into Princeton. It, it's kind of weird. It is Princeton University in New Jersey, I would say, is one of the outlier schools. That and Brown... Brown University in Rhode Island is also an outlier Ivy League school. Like, they're, they're weird. Yeah, anyways. Um, the list of Ivy League medical schools outlines the seven universities of the Ivy League that host medical schools. Only one Ivy League university, Princeton University, does not have a medical school. All Ivy League medical schools are located in the Northeast region of the United States, and are privately owned and controlled. At two universities, Dartmouth College and University of Pennsylvania, medical, inst medical instruction takes place on a contiguous campus shared with undergraduate students. So they're trying to say that Dartmouth and University of Pennsylvania basically uh, essentially train nurses too and such. Like, um, it's, it's not a grad program. 
the medical schools of Brown, Columbia, Harvard University, and Yale University are located on independent campuses within the same metropolitan area as their parent institution's primary campuses. So, um, to, to specify there, all of these colleges most likely have hospitals in their specific cities. Um, Dartmouth College and University of Pennsylvania have it as an undergraduate program, which actually, see, to me, it, 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 there's this, um, what they're separating here, it's not size. Like, because the thing is, is that that sounds like a very large, they're training a wide swarth of people, you know, <laughs> I know a wide, a wide variety of people. Um, and then Brown University, Columbia, Harvard University, and Yale University all have their specific medical schools. So it's like medical school of Harvard, medical school of Brown, medical school of Columbia, medical school of, y of Yale. And so then it would just be Yale medical, you know, and like, and so not to say that they don't have hospitals, because of course they do too, but it's all grad programs at that point. Whew. Alrighty. Um, I mean, I think I explained that pretty well, uh, actually. <laughs> Sorry, not to... Um, oh, here we go. All right. Located on independent campuses, blah, 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 blah. Cornell University School of, Medi of Medicine is located in New York City and at a distance from the university's... Oh, okay. All right, this is worded on. I'm going to reword this sentence here. Cornell University is at Ithaca, but their medical school is in New York City. Why couldn't they just word it like that? Um, all right. <laughs> and then here's a list. Oh, it's only seven schools. All right. So we got um, Perlman School of Medicine at the University of, Phil of Pennsylvania. So UPenn has uh, Purnell School of Medicine. And that was founded in 1765. <laughs> and it's in Philadelphia. And I'm pretty sure that that also is tied in very, it, it, it's solidified within um, the medical industry of Philadelphia. You know, like if you go to a hospital, there's a good chance you'd be going. Like, um, for example, UMass hospitals are all around Boston and also the metropolitan area of Boston. So it, anyways, um, Columbia University... Vigalos? Yeah, Columbia, Columbia University Vigalos College of Physicians and Surgeons. Columbia University, New York City. Um, where, yeah, physicians and surgeons. You can, yeah, like that's a precision. Um, and then you have Harvard School of Medical, or Harvard Medical School. Harvard University in Boston. Yeah, that's, and that is separate. It's, um... If I remember correctly, actually, it's funny because it's separate, but it's all over Boston. <laughs> That's why it's separate. It's all over Boston and actually in my hometown, in my hometown of Marlboro, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, that stops myself. But anyways, um, if you're listening at this point, you might as well hear it. Yeah. There is a monkey farm and the the old if you if you if I go to any downtown bar or like talk to any like uncle or something like that i can or any rando 
like boomer, any boomer that still sticks around Marlboro, they got any single one, they got like three or four stories about that goddamn monkey farm. Think about it. Harvard Medical School monkey farm. Oh, we got to fight those Soviets, you know, do some Dr. Mengele shit to some monkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's all about fighting the Soviets. Yeah, the Soviets are doing the same thing. We got to fucking outdo them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I bet you no other fucking podcast knows about those goddamn fucking monkey farms, but I do. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Marlboro, Massachusetts has monkey had monkey farms. Up until like the freaking 90s. And you know what now we have? Is Raytheon. <laughs> so. Um, Yale Medical School. At Yale. In New Haven, Connecticut. We all know about Yale. I, I, it's another episode. Um, <laughs> Skull and Bones. Um, then. Alpert Medical School. At Brown University. In Providence, Rhode Island. In People knock Brown. Hey, I love Providence, Rhode Island. I think it's a great city. So, you know what? Whatever. Um, and you got Wheelie Cornell Medical at Cornell University in New York, where um, apparently that that is a subsidiary college and not even attached. So yeah, this went through the uh, Ivy Leagues of medical schools, the seven, and um, if I. Yeah, wait, so there's seven, and they said that one doesn't have it. So which Ivy League school did they add? Because it's still seven. There's not eight Ivy League schools. There's seven Ivy League schools. So they said. Yeah, Princeton doesn't have one. So which one did they They add then? Um. Oh, they must have added... Is Cornell? I thought Cornell was Ivy. Yeah, um, hmm, I can't tell you. I thought all these were Ivy. Yeah, and then, but I also know that Princeton's also Ivy, so I can't. Eh, I'm too lazy to, like, compare and contrast the Ivy League schools now. But there, it's also very, that's, um, if you notice, MIT's not on that list. If you notice, um, any major college in, or university in California, let's say, or Texas, is not on that list. Because Ivy Leaks are specifically only in the Northeast. But it's this weird click. It's um, a cabal, almost, if you will. But also, bear in mind, there's um, hundreds of thousands of students that are going to, you know, so. It's not like, oh, you're in the cabal because you went to Princeton. You know, no, actually, kind of, I don't know, fraternities are a little weird. Fraternities? Fraternities are a little strange. <laughs> Have you ever been hazed? Or have you been me tooed by your frat brothers? Okay, on that note, pace, pace, pace. <laughs>
close this off one more thing about those monkey farms i'm going to talk about a couple stories about the freaking harvard medical school monkey farms that were located in marlboro massachusetts from i believe uh 1970s to the 1980s you know it might have been almost a possibly a 30 year span could have been a 40 year span could have been like from the 50s to the 70s i i don't know um all i know is that those areas that the monkey farms clear like the location where the monkey farms were intel remember you know intel processors yeah like they were the ones that came into that area and also harvard medical school is still in marlboro massachusetts so i should be very careful with what i'm talking about but i don't care because i've heard this from first first hand accounts and you know what eh it's not even that big of a deal. It's just kind of funny, actually. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's really, PETA would be sad. And, you know, I think it's 
fucked up because I've made an episode about monkey harm. And I think that that's a fucked up and real thing. And I think that people get off and get off to killing monkeys. So yeah, so um, anyways, and that's like some sort of weird primordial thing that's inside of our psyches and like certain people like to have to like like that. Like, I swear to God, ask um, if you if you if you have a room of 10 people, 10 ran random people or even 10 a room of like if you're in a party of people and ask. What's your opinion on monkeys? Like, a fair amount of them are going to be like, God, kill them. Fucking, they scare me. And it's because the Uncanny Valley. Um, it's Uncanny Valley is a thing that exists within our minds where it's, everyone has it. I have it. You have it. It's It's like when you can discern what is human and what isn't. And I, uh, seeing a monkey doesn't set off my Uncanny Valley, but... Like, um, I, I can't really think of something that off the top of my head that would set off my uncanny valley, but I have seen it. Um, you know what? Sophia, Sophia robot. There we go. That's someone, that's something that sets off my uncanny valley is seeing an Android with its, that's trying to look like a human, but has its head exposed in the back. Like Sophia AI of Saudi Arabia, look her up. She is the citizen of Saudi Arabia, a female citizen, a female identifying AI, of Saudi Arabia <laughs> that I would assume is able to vote. You know? <laughs> um, whew, that's sad. Um, heesh. That was a, that was a little t tangent there. Um, all right. One second. I got to rewind. So the monkey farms. All right. Um, here's a classic story. What if I told you who, Raise your hand if you have ever seen the movie Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, or I'll spark your memory here. It's the one where it's Hannibal Lecter, you know, the guy that eats flesh and he helps, um, um, what's her name, like Rose or Josie or something, like, uh, solve the crime. Um, it was Jodie Foster, she helped, I'm just going to say the actress, it helps Jodie Foster um, solve the crime of Buffalo Bill, who wears the skin, blah, 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 blah. Well, the scene where, when Jodie Foster first walks in to meet Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs, she's walking through a cell block, and it's of, like, the most lunatic people, and then she gets to the end, and it's Hannibal Lecter, and he's all, like, suave. And now, if you're seeing this movie on anything that censors you won't see this scene but this scene certainly is in the movie where Jodie Foster walks by one of the guys and he's just basic he's jerking off in the fucking corner like literally jerking off like like it's like he, she sees some lunatics and the last person she sees before Hannibal Lecter is some guy jerking off in a fucking corner and she just kind of like peers in and she's like what the fuck is this guy doing? He kind of looks like a monkey. He, like, he looks like a monkey when he's doing it. He's, like, hunched over and shit in, like, in a, in a corner, and he just goes, Bleh! and, like, like exactly, like, like, like what I just did. Like, Bleh! like I'm sure, like, you can understand my hand motion here. I'm, you know, you can hear it through the audio. <laughs> um, whips. Whips come. Like, like, like um, imagine Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man... Boom, come in the face. Like, shoots it like a weapon. 
like at her face and she's like ah and like it's like hit in the face with cum hit in the face spider-man blasted in the face with cum now what if i told you that that happened in the harvard medical monkey farm by almost every single male monkey yes yes that scene from signs of the lambs act that hap monkeys do that when they're caged male monkeys do that when they're caged yep yep almost every i've i've I, it's gotten to the point now where i ask when people talk about the monkey farm i ask if they've and they're like oh i've, I've worked there oh what is a janitor and I'm, I say that as a joke, and the old people laugh. And the old people laugh. All right, I'm going to leave it on that one. Yeah, because that's some real fucking shit, and it's fucked up. Because you know what? Honestly, I am. I think that monkey... Dude, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. That shit's a torture farm. You know, it's like we're the only... The only argument for that at the time... What they were doing was just because they were like, oh, the Soviets are doing it too. The Soviets are doing it too. So then begs the question, well, shit, a lot of weird stuff's coming out about MK Ultra now. <laughs> were you doing it to humans if you were doing it to monkeys? <laughs> are they doing it now? Oh, eh, who cares? You know what? I love that Gen Z mentality at the end of the day. It will either kill us or save us, but at the same time, too, they're at least they're not going to die from high blood pressure. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't either. You know, I try to I try to sniff the roses. I know, I know, I, eh, meh. It's time dilation. I like to look at it that way. Ooh, hey, oh. and um, for fact and verbatim, and I will say this too: all I am is really just stoned and drunk, which is the most scariest part. Anyways, um, at this point, at, at this current point, I hope you know that um, every part that I make, I am uh, in different places at different times doing different things. That's the beauty of this podcast. Okay. All right. Post void out. And also, too, I'm super paranoid about doing, like, fucking final um, outing and shit. So I always have to say something and, like, leave it off for the next. Like, I don't know. It's always like, uh, I'm a superstitious man. I, I have always been because the thing is, is that superstition has followed within both of my family's cultural lore, which I don't want to be too specific. So I will just say the Irish lore that I have. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like it, shit. I made episodes about fairies and stuff, you know, but Hey, you know what? Also too, I keep the goddamn window open because you know why I believe it makes for good ventilation. You know, so pff, don't because um, there's that whole thing in Korea where it's like you're not supposed to have like a window open or a fan. There's a lot of like weird lore, weird superstition about keeping windows open or, you know, um, I can sparse between which superstition happened to be ones created to like not make your house messy back in the day and like other ones that were that might have some bearing. I don't know. It's funny to. Because there's also like um like uh, let's go to um how all the firstborn sons died during um uh when Moses was about to leave Egypt 
where it's very interesting because something like that happened very similarly in Africa. It was somewhere in Africa where um, there was a carbon monoxide like bubble leak and that this thing that happens where it's it's weird in like old society it's like the it's weird it's like this the firstborn son gets a bed so it's like the the firstborn son's living like he sleep they he sleeps on a bed and everyone else sleeps on the floor so it's like the firstborn because the firstborn son's supposed to be the king of the lineage of the family but he sleeps on a bed so everyone is sleeping on the floor so therefore like they avoided like it's the the cloud that came by or it was like something or either that or it was like something like they slept in the, the attic or something odd it was something very bizarre i can't remember if it was the other way i might have gotten that mixed up but either way it was like there is a theory where um the that whole firstborn killing the firstborn son in their sleep it, it is based around a carbon monoxide poisoning and um there's um uh, circumstantial evidence that proves that in a situation that happened in africa where uh, like it, i think in like the 90s or something where like um a lake belched out a bunch of freaking carbon monoxide and killed a bunch of people in like the houses while they slept but like only the people on the first floor or it's like something like that, like or on the second floor. I can't remember. Like, see, I I can't. I'm I'm literally just recalling this shit. But yeah, um, I love that stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll make an episode about that. All right. Well, anyways, um, yeah, it's just been all over the place. Glad I could get it off of COVID. I'm glad I could get it off of COVID for a bit because I'm so sick of fucking talking about that either way. It's like, come on. Uh, like, that's why I don't like to give attention to it, because it's just, the more attention you give to it, the more it exists, you know? It's called reality. Well, on that note, um, keep it real. I love saying that. I'll say that to a homeless person, I'll say that to the most wealthy person I know as well, too. And when I say keep it real, that's implied that, um, I am leaving it off to see it again, you know? Alrighty. Keep it real, my friends, and, uh, oh, Christmas is coming up. Love your family. And um, no matter what side of opinions you may seem to have, try to find common ground in the present and only in the present. And I mean like the current time and not like the gift you're being given. All right. Peace. Hey, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Ever. Because... Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account. Remember, remember. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. Please, squad. We've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone. And a high-frequency generator receiver. It's not about food. It's about keeping those hands in line. You're the crunch. You're there. So basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh fuck, I can't believe you've done that. Thing. Don't do that. Hello, you happen to stumble upon a bonus section where I am regaling the Lake Nairos disaster. 
If you happen to listen to the episode, it was where I was talking about, um, in the story of Moses, when he was leaving Egypt, how the firstborn son died, and how I was referencing a lake in Africa that belched out carbon monoxide. Apparently, it was actually just carbon dioxide. So, anyways, um, yeah, it was just carbon dioxide? What? That's very bizarre. Okay, um, on August 21st, of 1986, a limerick eruption at Lake, um, a limerick eruption, I'm going to click on that, spelled M-L-I-M-N-I-C eruption, also known as a lake overturn, is a very rare type of a natural disaster in which dissolved carbon dioxide, CO2, suddenly erupts from a deep lake waters, foaming in um, foaming a gassy cloud capable of suffocating wildlife, livestock, and humans. A limerick eruption may also cause tsunamis as rising CO2 displaces water. Scientists believe earthquakes and volcanic, acta- uh, volcanic ac- activity and other explosive events can cause severe triggers for limerick eruptions. So, uh, from what it seems to me, CO2 uh so bubbles right it's kind of just bubbles if you were diving if you if say um if a hundred people let's say a thousand people were diving into a location at the same time they could cause a limerick eruption because we exhale carbon dioxide so yeah that's very bizarre all right so um um and and what i'm saying here is that i think that a limerick eruption happened in the Red Sea, and, and or uh, the the Nile or the Red Sea, and you know, yeah, um, so a limerick eruption at Lake Nyos, spelled N Y O S, in northeast Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon. I've always wondered how to pronounce that. Killed one thousand seven hundred forty six people, and. 3,500 livestock. 1,000? It killed over... It, Jesus Christ. This thing killed more than Jonestown? Oh, this is like Jonestown. This is like Jonestown. Oh, my God. This is like Jonestown. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is rough. Holy shit. Because, like, only nine 900 people died at Jonestown. This is like a... Th- a thousand seven hundred people died from this fucking carbon dioxide lake leak. What the fuck? In nineteen eighty-six? Wow. The eruption triggered a sudden release of about one thousand to three thousand tons of carbon dioxide. The gas cloud initially rose to nearly one hundred kilometers per hour, uh sixty-two miles an hour. Yep, uh, 62 miles an hour per, um, it's like minutes. And then being heavier than air, descended, being heavier than air, descended onto the nearby villages, displacing all the air and suffocating the people and the livestock within kilometers, 16 kilometers, no, 16 miles of the lake. Oh my God, a 16 mile radius of the lake? Whoa. That's huge. 
16 miles? What? No way. Being heavier than air descended on to the nearby villages, displacing all the air and suffocating the people and livestock within 25 kilometers, 16 miles of the lake. 16 miles? That's so far. That's so far. What? 16 miles away from... That's like a bomb. That's like a bomb. Like, whoa. A degassing system has since been installed at the lake with an aim of reducing the concentration of CO2 in the water, therefore risking further eruptions. Well, I mean, it's not outlandish, though, because we do hear about this stuff happening at, like, say, Yellowstone. You know, um, <laughs> we all know about that major threat lying right underneath our feet. And, you know, too, um, ah, I got to turn this into a real section. I'm going to just revert this back to, yeah, the rest of the episode. But, um, whew, scary shit. Uh, geological things, you know, are um, intimidating. And we fuck around with the air and the sky so much and shoot out a, enough frequencies in different formats for different reasons that uh I, I i pray to god that you know the yellowstone eruption it's always been something in the back of my mind it's we're fucking around enough you know fuck around and find out you know it's like <laughs> and honestly i'm just gonna say this right here and right now you talk about climate change in worrying about the ozone and shit. Well, what about worrying about like making crazy frequencies and like setting off eruptions? Like, because that's also a concern. Probably as much as climate change. You know, because uh, we got to talk about like shit that we have to worry about affecting our environment in the here and now. So uh, I think that that's a here and now issue as well, too. Um, like, you know, just, just we aren't in the days anymore of just like, oh, Hey, let's like turn on the ham radio. Her, 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 derp. <laughs> no, no, we're in like, we're talking about, oh, uh, you know, 6G, and we're already getting people onto 5G. So, like, where's like, um, uh, when they get to 10, are they gonna turn it into 10 or are they gonna just call it XG? You know, oh, <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> maybe <laughs> ah! that's weird. Anyways, pace. Okay? This is like a global table. They're trying to create a new world order, right? They're trying to create a one world government. They're trying to create like a one world government in countries involved in all this stuff. Where they're monopolizing all the resources, all the labor in the country. All the central bank. Covering it up through top secret security clearances and through blackmail in the government, in the media, in entertainment, and stuff like that. So that the truth. Please clap. Okay? The United States has over, like, seriously, 150, 200 of these things. And that's small compared to some countries. Okay? Some countries are so deeply infiltrated, you can't move but 100 miles in any direction, and you got a deep underground base. 
Okay, let's talk about the doors. It's have always um, uh, served a function. It gives a lot of uh, people um, with the same uh, station a chance to gather together in camp. together and keep that thing going and working.